Well, what was it like walking into the room, seeing Jimmy Page for the first time, maybe? Yes, actually, that was the first time I'd seen him. Yeah. Was it like a religious moment? Yeah, it was. It was like, hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> down and for sure, 100%. Um, and it was for the BBC that I was making the documentary. And we went into the BBC studios. And I just remember it wasn't my reaction that made me nervous, but it was everyone else around me. Everywhere, like we walked, I met him in reception and then we were walking through the building and people were freaking out. Hey everyone, thanks for joining. That was rock journalist and presenter Kylie Olson. She's also a producer and creator of the YouTube show Life in Six Strings. In part one of our interview, we'll talk Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, how Bowie helped foster her love of rock, and the one guitarist she would love to have on her show. So let's get started. Kylie, I'm so excited to have you on today. <laughs> oh my God, thank you so much for having me. It's so great to, to be on the show. I love what you're doing. Well, and I love what you're doing. I mean, you are truly a rocker through and through. I mean, you might not, you know, be out there, you know, playing on stage or a musician, but you are a rocker and I love that and I connect with that. I think I'm too straight laced for that. I was saying, I was chatting to a friend of mine the other day and we were talking about someone being drunk during the day. And I was like, oh my God, really? Like, how can they be drunk during the day? And then we laughed and he was like, yeah, you're such a, you're, you're such a goody two shoes. I was like, yeah, how did I get into this industry? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Most of the people that you're interviewing now at this point are all sober. So 100%. I know 100%. I think that's probably what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're an award-winning presenter. You're a rock journalist. You're also a producer as well. Perfect. But you have literally interviewed everybody in, in doing my online stalking of you. I saw Jimmy Page. I saw Nikki Six. I saw Sabbath. I saw everyone in between. Yeah. And then I also saw a picture, and I geeked out on this, of you with Jeff Beck. Well, I geek out on that every day. <laughs> Don't worry, you're not the only one there. I mean, yes, that is that is the pinnacle for me, quite frankly. Jeff Beck is a legend. He's the guitarist, guitar player. You know, he's just, I'm sorry, but he is God. I know that everyone says that Clapton's God, but in my eyes, it's Jeff Beck. Yeah, I totally get it. I mean, I, he can't be underestimated with all the stuff he did, you know, whether it be the Jeff Beck group or the Yardbirds and all his solo stuff. I get it. I get it. Which is why I geeked out. He's one of my favorites. One yeah. of my favorites. Well, you know, this is my rock moment. And given that you've made rock your livelihood, not as a musician, but in every other way, I want to ask you, what fostered this love of rock? I guess if I want to start at the beginning, it was my dad, I suppose. My dad loved Bowie. Um, he loved Pink Floyd, um, the Stones. And so he listened to that kind of music. So I guess it was always around. And I seeing the way he reacted to music, he would listen to it. He's one of he's one of those type of consumers of music where he listens to it. And he gets a song that he likes 
And then he tortures the whole house with it because he plays it non-stop. <laughs> and guess what? That's me. That's who I, I've become my dad. I'm one of those. Rock is, rock for me, rock music is, it's, it's got depth to it. It's, you know, it's got all these layers and, and you can, you, you, it's just the backstory that goes with it. The musicianship is brilliant. Then you've got the whole album artwork that comes with it. Oh, I know. Um, and, and again, that's another way of completely losing yourself in the music is, is looking at the album artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's kind of where the love started, watching my dad's reaction to these songs, liking the songs, obviously, myself as well. And then just just tr- experiencing that myself. And, and then that was kind of it, really. Well, I have to ask you, and I don't know if he ruined the songs for you, but what were some of the songs he played on repeat? My dad played David Bowie, um, China Girl, Like You Wouldn't Believe. <laughs> and... I still love that song. Mm. And that's the wonderful thing about music is that it, you know, it's memories, isn't it? And it it sort of really sparks memories. And, and, you know, whenever I listen to that song and that will be with me forever when Mm -hmm. he's gone, when I listen to that song, I will think of my dad and I will think of him sitting there on the sofa and, and how he listened to it and how he looked and the smells will come back. And, and that's, you know, that's just beautiful. And that's why I love music. Yeah. For you to take it in and then make a career of it, you know, was this just kind of a lifelong thing? Did you say to yourself, ah, you know what, I'm going to go into this industry. Yeah, I know. It's odd, isn't it? Because it's not, it is an odd thing to choose. I, um, I am a failed musician. I went, so for, I th- again, it boils down to my dad. This is painting some sort of weird relationship that I have with my dad, but I think I'm trying <laughs> to please him. And for me, I felt like, well, if I could, um, you know, become a musician and play this music myself, maybe, you know, you know, I'll make him proud. I'll make him proud of me. And so, um, and he loved the saxophone. So I started playing the saxophone and then I went to college and studied music. And then I soon realized that I was rubbish. <laughs> like I am not a good musician. So then I was like, well, what can I do? I know I'll talk about music instead. But the rock thing was quite hard to break into because I think the way I look, I maybe don't typically look like someone that is into rock. I don't have tattoos. I don't don't dye my hair black. And I'm not saying that everyone is like that that's into rock, but there's a certain style that goes with it. A style that I love, by the way, but just, just not one that I have. And then that kind of made me work harder as well, because I was like, right, I know I'm only interviewing this person about their new album. I'm going to know everything about this person. So I would spend hours, I still do because I love it, because again, I'm a nerd and that's kind of what you like when you nerd out. You want to know everything, all the little details that no one else cares about. Um, And then I guess eventually, I hope so, that people kind of start to take me seriously and, you know, and here I am (laughs) all these years later. (laughs) Well, you've done quite a bit. If people aren't taking you seriously by now, then I don't know what it's going to take. Hey, yeah, I know. I might as well just give up. <laughs> and to your point, you talk about how, you know, your goal initially was to be a musician, but I kind of feel mm. like things have come full circle because 
Now you're starting to learn to play the guitar, which bore this awesome show you have now on YouTube, Life in Six Strings. Yeah, I know. I'm tormenting everyone with my uh, terrible guitar playing. <laughs> it's it's actually something that I've wanted to do for many years and literally just never had the time. And then it was like, right, I need to try and get this commissioned. And, and, and I just, because I was like, right, I want it to look perfect and everything else. And then obviously 2020 happens and everyone's on zoom and it's actually okay for things to not look perfect anymore. And I was like, do you know what? I'd already, I'd already decided, well, I've got the time now I'm going to learn how to play the guitar and then I thought well why don't I just do that series that I've wanted to do forever and then I just started to call up some friends and be like look I, I'm launching a YouTube channel um I've got this series I'm calling it life in six strings would you be up for coming on and giving me a lesson by the way <laughs> <laughs> would you tell and them the premise of the show was for so those the premise listening. of the show is talking to the artist about their life in six strings and it's talking about how they started, why they started, how does it make them feel when they pick up that instrument? Um, you know, were there, was there anything they struggled with? Who was the artist that made them, you know, want to do what they do? So if you, if you don't play the guitar, I think you could still enjoy the series as well. So, and then there's, like I said, a little bit of the lesson. So they show me a song or like Miles Kennedy showed me how to play the song Louis Louis because it was three power chords (laughs) and I mean he was great because he was like this changed my life when I learned this it was a game changer for me and I was thinking oh god what's he going to show me and then he was like power chords and I was like oh god I've never played power chords before (laughs) well the show itself is also quite an achievement I mean it's a great show Thank and you. you've had a lot of people on, a lot of great names. Mm-hmm. Who so far has been a highlight for you, just in terms of maybe being a fan or they gave you the best lesson? <laughs> <laughs> um, I really enjoy, enjoyed having Miles Kennedy on. Um, he really got the show and he kind of knew what he wanted to do. And he talked to me about the first guitar that he bought and he talked about his dad's guitar, his dad passed away and, and he he found it in a wardrobe, the guitar, when he was a kid. And and he just talks about that and he had it there as well. And he was like, I've never shown anyone this before. And so that was that was really lovely to just sort of really go on this trip with him down memory lane. And yeah. and I really so I really enjoyed that. Um and again, his lesson was really he's a he used to be a guitar teacher, by the way. So he was really good at teaching me. Um, So he was, that was, that was great. The Miles Kennedy one was brilliant. I had Ricky Warwick on this week from um, the, uh, from Finn Lizzie and Black Star Riders. And and he was brilliant. And the reason why I loved having him on the show was because he's, he comes from the school of rule book. There is no rule book. So you just tear up, tear it up, shut it out the window and do what the hell you want. It's that kind of, punk rock attitude um so that that was quite nice because sometimes you can get a little bit bogged down with with you know is my thumb in the right position and and stuff like that and I think that actually just feel the music and just go with it and that was nice to talk to him about that 
Um, he's also very interesting and has had a varied career and, and, and actually got to the point where he felt like he couldn't go on anymore. He, he, he couldn't do it. So he, he trained as a personal trainer. And then he got the call from Scott Gorham to be in Thin Lizzy and, and stuff. So he went on to do that. So that was great <laughs> to him. <laughs> Sometimes so, you just got to let the, the dream go for it to come back to you. Exactly. Exactly. I know, right? If you could have anybody on your show, oh, and let's make it a little bit more interesting, either living or no longer with us. Oh, God. Who would you love to have on the show? I can, I'll give you two. You can, you can pick two. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. Well, of course, Jimi Hendrix. Mm. You've got to have Hendrix for sure. Um, and probably Jeff Beck. Yeah. But Jeff, I mean, the thing is with Jeff is he can, he has a reputation of maybe being a little bit grumpy sometimes. So ah. when I, when I did interview him, I was really nervous because I was like, please don't be in your grumpy mood because, you know, I, I want to love you. And that is the problem when you're interviewing your heroes, sometimes they can really disappoint. Mm -hmm. And he didn't luckily, but that would be scary to have him on and if he was in one of those grumpy moods. So he was nice and amicable and pleasant with you. And fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was all so good. you feel like you feel like if you asked him to be on the show, you might be pushing it. Exactly. <laughs> you do it twice. You've got exactly. I got away with it the first time. Just accept it. That's enough. Don't be greedy now. Yeah. <laughs> I got I it. All right. So I'd go for Hendrix and Beck, probably. Well, in a perfect world. Jeff Beck hears this and he calls you up and he says, Kylie, I'm going to do your show. Oh, let's and I'm going to give you a lesson. That. Let's make that happen between the two of us. Come on. <laughs> Just put it out there. Yeah. Tag him in a bunch of posts. <laughs> oh, trust me. I've been doing that. Really want to get, really want to get him on my show. Hence why I keep posting those pictures of us too. <laughs> <laughs> They're great pictures. <laughs> so in, separate from the show in terms of playing guitar, or maybe it's one and the same. Who would you say would be your ultimate uh, inspiration as a guitar player? Would it be Hendrix and Beck? Probably. I love Stevie Ray Vaughan as well. And I guess then that kind of leads back to Hendrix because obviously yeah. he was hugely influenced by Hendrix. So it, it, probably Hendrix is, is oh, yeah. one of my favorite. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. It's a good oh, yeah. one. Well, switching gears a little bit, since you've been, you know, on the red carpet, so to speak, and you've been in front of all these big bands, these major artists, past and present, um, do you have any standout moments where you met somebody and you were like, I I've been waiting to do this interview forever and you got it? Yes, I want it. So I really loved interviewing um, Geddy Lee. Geddy Lee. Geddy, Geddy Lee from Rush. Yeah. Again, I'd heard that he can be hard work. So I was a little bit nervous, um, but we got on really well. And the interview just went, just, you know, when you come away and you're like, yes, I hit all the goalposts and everything just flowed wonderfully. And so Geddy Lee was fantastic. That was probably a standout interview for me. Um, are you a Duff, Rush fan? Hey, Duff, pardon, am I a Rush fan? Yeah. Um. Yes. We. I love their early stuff because 
in the the earlier years they actually sound more like zeppelin um actually now i've mentioned zeppelin zeppelin are probably one of my favorite bands and i can tell you my standout moment was in around 2010 i got to work on a music documentary. Um, It was about John Bonham. Mm. And it was kind of when I'd first started going into the rock. I mean, I'd worked on Download Festival since 2004, but for me, this felt like, okay, I've arrived. So I had to interview Jimmy Page, like literally the all of, I had to interview the whole of Zeppelin, basically, that was alive. And that for me sitting down with Jimmy Page for an hour and a half just talking about Zeppelin and John and and just I just remember thinking like this is it it doesn't get much better than this like that How do you even stand out pre- moment for me yeah prepare for that mm. a lot of nerding out <laughs> like, literally I mean I you know like I said I love Led Zeppelin so I knew all the albums and everything and I sort of knew the history anyway but I went deep (laughs) well what was it like walking into the room seeing Jimmy Page for the first time maybe yes actually that was the first time I'd seen him yeah was it like a religious moment yeah it was it was like hallelujah (laughs) down and for sure 100 percent um and it was for the BBC that I was making the documentary and we went into the BBC studios and I just remember it wasn't my reaction that made me nervous, but it was everyone else around me. Every like we walked, I met him in reception and then we were walking through the building and people were freaking out, um, coming up to him and, and just, Yeah, it was just like this moment. And I was like, oh, my God, I really am with rock royalty right now. This is all this is the top. Led Zeppelin are at the top. Did he exceed all your expectations? Yeah, he was wonderful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's great. And I've interviewed him quite a few times after that because I worked on the classic rock, um, classic rock awards for quite a few years. And that was where I met everyone. All right, guys, thanks for listening. In part two of my interview with Kylie, we're going to discuss Laurel Canyon, the history of the Sunset Strip, and she's going to tell us about an unforgettable night hanging out with Brian May, Joe Elliott, and getting tongue-tied when meeting Stevie Nicks at a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony after party. So be sure to check it out next week.